is um, Pastor Michelle Neal in the building. I just want to encourage you that uh, Bishop Osherveen is part of our EACM and uh, a son of the faith. And uh, we talk almost minimum once a week, but almost every day. And uh, I want to encourage you that he is a man of God. It's just 15 minutes up the road to make it a point to be there for Pastor Kathy, who's also part of our family. Amen? EACM. So uh, I endorse... Dr. Osevine. Uh, in fact, he started right here in the basement. He ran from us for several years. And God just brought him along. And Amen. He's teaching our Bible school. Just an awesome man of God. So, Pastor Kathy, we're with you. Amen. We're believing for next 29th to be a great time. Yes, honey. You need that? You gave it back to me. You took it and you gave it back. You need, you need something from me, honey? Yes. Oh, I like that when, when she needs something from me. Amen. Okay. Amen. I need your checkbook now. Just kidding. I plead the blood over that. I rebuke that. No way. You did, you did enough damage this week. You give it a rest. Keep smiling, this. You're going away. You better be nice. I get a, my You better be nice. <laughs> my, my checkbook gets a vacation for a week. Aren't you Amen. excited? Yeah. We're glad that you're here this morning. Amen. God bless you. Um, there's a gentleman here. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had an altar call for healing. And Dr. D prayed for him in pain from an accident. Yeah. We're, we're, he was in my office this morning. Where are you at, James? In fact, it's John Taylor. Come up here, John. If you remember him, he used to walk with a cane. Amen. Yeah, uh, I just thank God. You know, um, I was in a bad accident July 18th. Yeah, I was in an accident July 8, July 31st. It was a bad accident. I was hit on a bike, total. Had spinal injury, broke leg in three places. And just been coming, you know, and a couple Sundays ago when they preached, they called for healing and prayed over my spinal injury. And it took a minute, but God told me to walk in my deliverance, and I am healed. You know, still have a little pain, but I thank God. Amen. Amen. If you're, thank you, Dr. Dyer. If you remember him, he used to walk with a cane throughout the hallways. Amen. He ain't got no cane no more. And uh, Reverend Barb had an announcement too. Would you come up here, Reverend Barb Pellish? Where's she at? She's coming. You're here this morning 
I believe today could be your day. I believe in miracles. I believe in God's healing grace and God's healing power. So in just a moment, I want you to prepare your hearts for ministry. God has placed it in my heart to serve. Even as a young girl, if I seen someone struggle, I was ready to walk into it, no matter what. But I'm here to tell you today that each and every one of us have been called to serve. No matter what the capacity is, please don't ignore the calling in your life that God has placed in your heart. You are good enough. It's a lie from hell. You are prepared. You are equipped. God has given you all of these things that you need to fulfill the assignment on your life. So I'm asking each and every one of you to search your heart and to look deep within yourself and talk to God about what it is that you can do to serve in his house. He loves you. He wants the best for you. And as a child, when you ask a child to do something for you, you say, all right, Frank, I want you to go ahead and uh, break those leaves up there. Okay, Mom, I'll do it. Larry, I want you to go and take the garbage out to the front. Why? Why can't my brother do it? Is that what God wants to hear? Is that what he expects from you? No. He wants that, yes, God, I'll do it. Even if it makes you uncomfortable. Bishop has asked me to do things that I, I went, oh, Lord, that is not my wheelhouse. That is not what I do. And I refuse to do it. But God spoke to my heart and says, who gave you the right, my servant, to say no? I have given him the authority in this house. And if he asks you to do something, you do it with joy, with liberation, and to be confident that I'm going to help you through it. So think about these things. Because God wants you to serve in his house with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Amen. Amen. With that, tonight, uh, I have a message that will help you on your jobs. That will help you in your marriages. That will help you your families. It's on the different levels of serving. Amen. There are levels of serving. And uh, when you see it in the Word, you go, oh, wow. It will change your attitude. It will change different things that will encourage you and help you on your job and your employment in the church, every area of your life. So tonight, I'll be teaching levels of serving. Amen. Where's Dr. Tom? Before we proceed, I want to take some time to pray for the sick. I want to make sure that we're all right with God. However you, you got here, whether somebody drove you, you were invited, the Spirit of God brought you here, the angels orchestrated your time to be here. And Sunday is a time of reflection. How are you? Where are you? 
in God? What needs to change in your life? And is he Lord of your life? Or is he just in the head? I was raised in the church and I was taught who Jesus was but never went from my head to my heart. And that's what makes a difference. Being born of the Spirit. We're all God's creation, but we are not all God's children. To be a child of God, you must be born of God. So this morning I ask you, if you're here, to pray with me. Whether it's a recommitment, a rededication, or a new commitment, like we saw last Sunday night. Good to see you here. Praise the Lord. We're going to give our hearts afresh today to God. So the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, if we profess Jesus as Lord, he will come in and touch our hearts. So let's all pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying for me, for raising from the dead. Be Lord of my life. Come into my heart. Come into my life. I rededicate my life to you. Thank you that you died for me, that you love me, accept me, and forgive me. I turn, I repent, and go a different direction. Thank you, Lord, for being Lord of my life. Amen. If you are here this morning and you are in pain, come now. I watched John Taylor walk with a cane several weeks here, several Sundays, morning and night. He came. Kept coming and coming and coming. And God touched him with a miracle. I believe God's got a miracle for you today. Amen? So you have a need in your body. Let's all stand. Come now. Today be your day. If you have a need, come. If you're in pain, come now. Headaches, backaches, come now. Amen? Dr. Tom, could you, you got something for us? Let's sing some old blood songs. Whatever you got. Something about the blood. Yes, Lord. Come now. Any others, come now. I need a touch in my body. Jesus, it was. 
ashes white as snow Oh, the blood of Jesus Oh, the blood those that are in immense pain right now while you're standing at this altar not well you get pain you have pain sometimes in the back it comes and goes that you're in pain right now while you're in church take three steps forward I have immense pain right now while I'm here Amen I'm going to pray for all the sick this morning Send your hands towards them. Say, Lord, touch them right where they're at. It's the goodness of God that will touch men's lives and bring them to repentance. Touch your children, Lord. We speak healing. We command healing into their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we begin to pray for you, I want you to do something important. That's forgive. Who do you need to forgive? Who's wounded you? Who's abused you? Misused you? Scarred you? Wounded you? You need to out loud orally say it. Say, Lord, I forgive. Now say their names out loud. Each time, say, Jesus, I forgive. Sam, Jesus, I forgive my father. Jesus, I forgive my mother. Jesus, I forgive that person when he hit me. My ex-husband, I forgive them. Keep saying it out loud. Out loud. Do it out loud. Amen. I just really heard the Lord say also there's some of us out here who we're hurting not necessarily physically but we're hurting in our emotions we're hurting we're being tormented you need to come down too so if that's you and you just say yeah I just need a healing come on down don't sit in that pew I need the teams up here to help pray. Come on, ECM pastors, minister staff, come. She got the Holy Ghost baptism too, speaking in tongues. 
in a brand new language. Amen. I don't believe it. Is your first time here? Is that her first time here? I don't think I've ever seen her before. But praise God. God knows who to send where. Celebrate recovery. Amen. Is there anyone else here this morning? You say, Dr. Jerry, Dr. Cheryl, we want to um, anoint you this morning. I remember years ago, um, I think about 35 years ago, I learned a principle. You know, I weighed about 68 pounds more than I do now. I'm just big. Everybody say big. And I used to go every Friday to a house in Canada. The gentleman's name was Jerry Alice. He was a musician that got saved. And he had a charisma about him. He would draw people. Uh, put this back. There's an echo that's normally not here. And uh, I just wanted to share this principle with you. And uh, we would go out there and I would teach the Bible study, drive over to, to Windsor, and uh, we'd pay for the people and they'd fall out of the grass, lay them out on the grass, go for the whole summer, next year the whole summer. And uh, I remember, forget, where I was on the, the um, step outside, we had prayed for the people on the grass, they were all laid out in the power, and I came up to this brother, and I said, what do you want, listen, and you'll... You'll catch something. And um, the brother said to me, I want prayer for my weight. He was three, almost 400 pounds. He was big. Everybody say big man. And a voice, a thought came to me that said this. You can't pray for him because you don't have the victory. I was overweight. He wanted prayer. He was 400 pounds. He wanted prayer for his weight. He says, you can't pray for him. You don't have victory in this area. Then all of a sudden, behind that thought, came another thought. It's not about you. It's about me. Amen? And uh, that set me free. That It's not about me. We lay hands and believe. And God will use you. Just because you have a problem with alcohol doesn't mean you can't pray for somebody that has an alcohol problem. Just because you're a drug addict doesn't mean you can't pray for somebody or witness to somebody about Christ because you've got a hang-up or a problem. Amen? That's the purpose of Thursday nights. So remember next time the devil tries to lie to you and say, you can't pray for somebody. You're not holy enough. You're not healed enough. You're not good enough. That's a lie. Everybody say amen. amen. We want to anoint you all in just a moment. And we're going to pray. I just want to share some thoughts with you. We're in a decade. As we enter this decade, we are a people of God, of course, that are a prophetic people. Amen? How many of you are prophetic people? Amen. How many of you love God with everything in you? Amen. And I really sense that this is going to be a decade 
where he's going to cause you to get out your GPS, your divine GPS. Because he's going to tell you, go in this direction, do that, say this, do that. And you're going to have to throw in that little address, heaven. And you're going to have to get some direction. And you've got to hear God. We got to be in a position because that's what he's doing. He's positioning us and he's preparing us in this decade to hear him, to know him, and to move, to go do. One of the things I love about this house is we love. Turn around and look at somebody and say, I love you. That's right. Husbands and wives look at each other and say, I love you. Even if you fought on the way to church this morning. Love. Love is going to be the key in this decade. I'm telling you. You say, well, that's kind of trite, Dr. Cheryl. It's not trite. The problem is that the church in the West, we've not loved. Barna just did a study about a year or two ago. They randomly went out and asked the public, when I say the word Christian, what do you think? The answers were not good. The answers were, when I say Christian, what do you think? Hypocrisy. When I say Christian, what do you think? Anti-gay. When I say Christian, what do you think? Judgmental. Not in this house. Not in this house. When I say Christian, what do you think? Love. When I say Christian, what do you think? Forgiveness. When I say Christian, what do you think? Acceptance doesn't mean we have to agree with them. means we love them. That's where we're headed in this decade. We got to be prepared. God is going to reintroduce his power to this house like never before. He's going to come on us with a blast. And he's been doing it. Any of you that have been in the services have seen just a spiritual, supernatural move because Bishop and I are committed to whatever God wants to do, he can do. We have to be ready. We have to be positioned because the next decade is going to be totally supernatural so you got to hear you got to know what God is saying and you cannot be distracted by the irritants you cannot be distracted by the enemy attacking your relationships your marriage your household you just got to say not today devil I don't have the time We've got to move forward in kingdom work. It's not about us. Set yourself aside because the world says you're number one. 
You're not. He's number one. Set us aside. Set us aside, Lord. And we're going to run this race. You know what? God's going to have some of you running. And you're going to be running and going, I don't know what I'm running to. I don't know, God, what you're doing, but I'm running. Run. Do. And love. If you walk out of here today with nothing else, know that what Bishop said is powerful. You're equipped. If the devil tells you you're no good, you're washed up, you're too old, you're dumb, flush. Put your hand out and go flush. Flush it right down the toilet because you are equipped. You can pray for anybody for any reason. Know that and know that love is going to be the key. You don't have to agree. You don't even have to like them. But we have to love. Amen? Constantly being used of God. Um, We had a word this morning called keys that will mark this era. I guess it's for another Sunday. Amen? Um, Thank you for giving me the liberty to flow with the Spirit. And that to be... Worship, word, close, you know, that we can flow as the Spirit would lead. Um, It's developing that lifestyle of constantly being outreach. You know, um, Friday afternoon, we had an appointment with a pastor joining the ACM, uh, a very progressive pastor. And uh, move her to shake her. So we went over here to Apple Annie's. And uh, Bishop Ken Shelton was there and a few others. And uh, we already led the waitress to the Lord, but she was there. So I brought a bouquet of flowers. Happy Valentine's Day. Friday night, I meet pastors that went through the workshop yesterday from Ohio. They're part of the EACM. They have a church and they're assistant pastors in Ohio. And we went over to Ramsarm and the girl, we've prayed for her several times. She's in a cast and she serves us. You know what I'm talking about. And we gave her flowers and prayed with her. These are things that wherever you're at, can I pray for you? Give them a Bible. Do whatever you can because you're only going through this one time in life. Touch every person that you can touch in any way that you can touch. My wife will pray with people at the grocery store, staying in line, gas stations, wherever we go. I always, with those guys, come by, hire for work, you know, that those, most of those are kind, but not all. Here, let me just share my heart with you. The Bible says, give to what? All, all who ask. Did it say give them what they want? No. Say give them what they ask for? No. But Give. So I always keep a lot of ones in my wallet. Everybody say amen. It gives me an opportunity to put a track with it. Lord, give them one or two or three dollars. Constantly seed planting track. Constantly, wherever I go. In the restrooms. I go to the restrooms, you find little droppings. Wherever you go, everybody say amen. Tips. When I leave a hotel, when we travel, last day I'll leave five dollars. 
for the maid with a track. They'll read that if you tip them. Constantly using your lifestyle to reach out and to evangelize. I, I claim favor with our mailmen. I had a close friend of mine that was a mailman for 44 years. He retired last year out of Gross Point. He's now a deputy sheriff. He does the uh, intake at Oakland County Jail. You walk in the guy that wands you. And uh, Ronnie stood up. I, I knew him before I knew you, honey. I stood up for his wedding. He stood up for our wedding. And Ronnie told me, he says, you know what you do? Years ago, I learned this, 30-some years ago. Tip your mailman at Christmas. I said, what? I never knew that. He says, yeah, they look for that all year long. Tip him. Let them know that you appreciate him. He says, and give him a track. So every year, I tip my mailman. Amen? And the swing person. That's the backup one. These are little things that you can do. When you go to a restaurant, don't leave a track in place of a tip. Wrong. Wrong. Don't leave an average tip. Wrong. Wrong. If you're a Christian, leave an extra tip up and above beyond the normal with a track. Constantly using your lifestyle to be an outreach and a point. Remember, you don't have to have the victory in an area to pray for somebody. God will use you. He uses fat people. Say fat. Look at the person that you say, get fat. Look at the person behind you say, get fat. Say, get fat. Get faithful, available, and teachable. F-A-T, God will use you. Amen? Let us stand in dismissal. Um, Make sure you join us for refreshments. We got special cookies. If you, you, got, you got special cookies. You got my uh, molasses? No. Special but, for all of them. Okay. <laughs> if, if you came late and you have your tithe or a special seed offering, we would appreciate it. As you close, checks payable to Evangel. Um, we're going to ask you to do something different. I'm going to ask my staff to come up here. Was it work in the office? Staff, come. Praise the Lord. Okay. Great. Who else do we have? Come. Doctor Rose got the baby. Maybe Pastor Holger can hang in there. We're gonna do is we're gonna do um, all the department heads that are here. Come, children, youth, come. Okay, we're gonna ask the people. We're gonna anoint them. So you have one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Five and five. Face each other. They're going to pass through the middle. Amen. We used to call this years ago called 
lack of a better words, we just call it a sheep dip. Come on, Pastor Simon. Face each other. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to... They're going to anoint themselves with oil and get ready for fresh anointing on my staff, right? Y'all oiled up? Come on, Ty. Rosa. Get oiled up. Pass out the oil. And when time comes, you're going to walk through. Now, you're going to want to stop and just let, oh, this feels so great. No, no. Just keep on walking, praying in the Holy Spirit. And they're going to place their hands upon you for a fresh anointing. Amen. For this era. Pastor Kathy, you can join us. And uh, you're going to walk on through. If you want a fresh anointing for this era. And you want to get used of God. And you want to really just run with this. Come on through. Amen. Multiple things. Only two things can come out of your mouth. Do not stop. Keep on walking. Two things. Either you're praying to the Holy Ghost or sing to the song that Tom worships and receive a fresh anointing as we lay hands. Pastor Kathy Jonas. Amen. Are we ready? What do you, what do you want? We got, got something fast, slow, the blood. What do you want? What do you, we got? Let's do some praise. Don't forget tonight, 7 o'clock, special teaching on levels of serving. Um, give me something we all know. Want to do some country gospel? <laughs> 